Welcome back to the This Is Much More podcast. I'm Evelyn and my co-host is... Rolly Vogue. And today we have a very, very special guest. Michael Mills. Michael. Mike Mills. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you, guys. Bro, honestly, I just want to say, you know, thank you for pulling up, you know, and... Uh, how did we even like come across or or so honestly i have been seeing what y'all been doing on social media and i feel like social media is the it's like a gift and a curse in this case it was the gift it yeah. linked us up and we had our conversations and you were like yo mike i think you know you should come by and i wanted to come by and it just i feel like this is great you know yeah. i'm glad to be here today no i appreciate that yeah because i was telling her I was, uh you were with you were on live and you were with ot and I don't know. I just I just hopped in, and then I'm like, oh, let me put like some fires real quick. That's, boom, boom, boom. that's actually how it happened. You're right. Yeah. That's how it happened because I already had seen y'all anyway. So when I seen you, you know, you left some love on there. Yeah. I think I may have been seeing you, dude. Man, love what you're doing with the city. Yeah, yeah. And it, but you know, hey, man, it's I'm glad you left that comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, damn, it's because you never know, bro. Like you never know. I just hopped in randomly. And you know, I just did that, and, and here we are. You know, so it's like it's it's pretty dope, honestly. Yeah, you know, a, a full circle moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, genuinely, I was telling you off camera, like I want to know like a little bit about like your backstory, like mm -hmm. where'd you where where'd you grow up, like mm -hmm. where you from? So I'm from, I'm actually from Sugarland, Texas. Okay. So you know, I was born in Houston, um, but I would say growing up, you know, because I for me for me I feel like growing up is like where did you go to like middle school and high yeah. school? Yeah. So I would say Sugarland is where I'm actually from. Oh, okay. Uh, but you grew up, you you were born in Houston, but y'all moved to Sugar Land. Absolutely. So Ooh. I went to Kimner High School. Shout out Kimner High School, class of 03. <laughs> oh, oh. I think I was uh, barely going into elementary. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now I really feel old. <laughs> no, I already talked about the age. He's not even that old. Yeah, uh, no. but if you say so, right? yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, bro, like we've had like Lucia and Jesse from Hip Hop Vintage Flea Market. Like, are you familiar with that? Yeah, absolutely. They have one coming up uh, yeah, soon, right? The yeah, yeah. Eighth. the eighth. I'm, I'm gonna go pull up to that. Do I've been, I've, I've, we, been, I've, I've, been, I've been before. Yeah, I, it's really, really cool. I think, yeah, I mean, but they, my thing now is, is like, it's cool, you know. You know, for us, right, at the shop, having celebrities and stuff come by and doing that content. But for me, what's big now is, like, what can we do to brighten the city? What can we do to connect the city? Because I feel like that's such an important thing is, like, we have there's so many different people and so many really cool people and cool businesses. And even right now, like, on this podcast, like, at the end of the day, I'll be honest, I have a lot of people that hit me up to do, want to do, they want, me, they want me to come to do an interview, but I don't do interviews. Like, yeah. I, I, the reason why I came on this one, again, I, I like y'all's vibe. I like the way that it was set up. Thank you. So I'm, I'm here today but yeah I, I like now where i'm at you know i like doing things that connect the city for, yeah for, like yeah, for sure i feel yeah. like we the culture in houston is just like growing and we're just like getting the attention that we, i mean i feel like we've always had attention you know because yeah. houston's big but i feel like now it's just like we are all doing our own thing like a lot of us you know for the city you know? absolutely i mean you look at atlanta right and, and even me when i was growing up even in high school early college years you know seeing how atlanta you know with the producers and artists and everyone just comes together and that's why that that city just blew up and especially like with the hip-hop side so like mm -hmm. i looked at houston and i felt like houston was very divisive right mm -hmm. and so now i feel like we're finally in an era and also with social media that like we can all really you know we can all really come together yeah and we don't have to necessarily be like 
you know, like gatekeepers, like, oh, I'm only going to mess with so-and-so. I feel like nowadays, I know, I hate that. It, the, as the saying goes, it's better to soar with the Eagles. So that's kind of where I'm at is like when I first started, it was kind of like, you know, you know, F everybody else. It's me out here. But now, like, I, the more I look at, I think age obviously has a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and getting in the industry. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you need to be cool with everybody. You know, and yeah. so like I, I feel like now, and I hope, and I feel like a lot of people are starting to have that that mentality now. Yeah. So I'm starting to see a lot of a lot of different people that you normally wouldn't see together. Like you know, they're all showing love, and it's a, it's a great yeah. thing. Yeah, which I think you know how you said the age had to do with it. You know, because I feel like back then it was different. It was you know. Um, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to give you where I got it from because if I work for it, you got to work for it, right? Exactly. And now it's more, I feel like um, I'll give it to you, but I'm also like, we're both working. If they do more, it's because they're putting in more work at the end of the day, right? Um, No, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, that's, it's crazy. Yeah, and then it's kind of crazy because I was telling her like a few days ago, I think, that I feel personally, I'm in the middle of like, knowledge-wise, like I, we just had like Jasmine Pineda Pineda, right? Pin- or not yeah, Pineda. Pineda. Pineda, Pineda. right? Uh, but she's like in Sugarland, you know. But she's like, are you familiar with like Alpha Land, Alpha League? Absolutely. The, yeah? the workout place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, absolutely. okay, yeah. stuff like that, bro. I'm like, there. We might have people that don't know what that is, even, you know. So it's like, I'm familiar with that. I'm familiar with the stuff you do. I'm familiar with like stuff in Southeast, South Houston, like Pasadena area, like. And in a way, the our podcast kind of brings all that together, or it ties it all in in a way, just right. because I have that knowledge you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like so right now even people that our friends or our family probably don't even know much about you or your store and but here we are you know today to like inform them about stuff like yeah. that and that's know? why and that's why i wanted to come on too it's yeah, like yeah. you know I, I wanted a little bit more visibility and and touch you know some people that maybe i haven't got to touch yet you know even yeah, though yeah. we're at johnny dang's and we've done this that and the other you know you may think you're doing big things there but then other people don't know about you you know houston's a big big city yeah i know, you know? it's crazy like yeah. honestly it's so crazy to me because you're like um let's say if we hadn't you know had this episode and then you showed up, you pulled up to hip hop and I'm there and I wouldn't have like, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, what's up? You right, know, but yeah, now yeah. if I see you, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, hey, this is Jesse, this is Lucia, like, da da da, you know, yeah, yeah. like the connection through the podcast that we're able to build is what we love about our podcast, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, I kind of want to know, like, so when did, if, okay, if you had like to pitch like your, what you do and stuff, like, what yeah. would you say? Like a quick reply. So, if you ask me what I do, I, I am I am in I would say the fashion industry. I wouldn't even call it clothing. We're in the fashion industry, okay. you know, because like you know what we do encompasses more than just clothing, right? Yeah. Because now we do, you know, not like when I first started this. I started in 2016. I I was selling cars and uh, I was actually selling clothing from the car dealership. And my boss walked over. And he's like, man, you know, normally. I would get mad at someone doing a side business at the at the car dealership, but yeah. you, know, you you do great here. But I'm I love what you're doing. And I think you should do it full time. So long story short, I ended up leaving the car dealership, and I just got into doing clothing only. My main thing was I was doing Rare Supreme. Like I didn't even do shoes. You know, now where we're at now, we do shoes, we do clothing, we do content. Now we also have a podcast with 97.9 The Box. So like, you know, we're trying to touch more bases. So I would just say, man, I'm in, I'm in the fashion industry. Okay, but So you were considered like an OG reseller. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 
Now, now I would definitely say I'm an OG reseller for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, over three years at Johnny's, and I used to do this, you know, out of my condo. You know, I got this 950 square foot condo. It's like a piece of history. You know, a lot of my people that may know me on this episode that had the chance to come during that era. And shout out to my brother Maxwell Cream Sauce Walk. A lot of these guys, they would come over to my house, sit on the couch, smoke one, shop a little bit, and then dip out. And that's kind of where this all sprung from. Yeah. You know, mm. I didn't even start with the storefront. I literally, and that's one thing I also want to. Another reason I wanted to come on here is also not to make it about me but also yeah. the, the positive. it is about you well you know make, make, <laughs> but, you know i appreciate that but also make it about like the positivity and, and people that may be thinking you know maybe they, they want to get into this and they're like man i only got a couple grand you know I, I can't get the big the big bad storefront i can't go be in the mall like man maybe this isn't for me and just to let y'all know like i didn't start with the storefront yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I started with three thousand dollars in my condo that's all i had yeah yeah, and that's kind of what we want to get into, like, because there was a story before the storefront, you know? Absolutely. So, like, what was it that kind of, like, made you interested? I, I know you said, like, you were already doing the streetwear stuff, but it's like, what caused that, like, that spark of interest? Like? I'll, I'll be honest, man. I've been, <laughs> I've been in and out of sales for over 20 years. You know, I'm not, the first thing I ever sold was I worked for this spot called The Piano Store. And shout out Scott Covington for giving me my first job at 15 years old. And I sold pianos. And I kind of, I guess you say, got the taste of blood when I made my first sell. And, and that, you know, commission just, it just, it got my blood pumping. So um, over time, went from like selling cell phones and electricity door to door, like just a bunch of crazy stuff. And Let me just put yeah. this out there. Sales job is one of the hardest jobs you can have because that job, you have to work for your money. Absolutely. Yeah. You, like, you, it's not like you're getting paid what you work for. Like literally, right? Like Straight up. If, if, if if you don't sell, you don't eat. And, yeah. and, and you know, the, the, but on the flip side, sales is the second highest paid profession that you can be in besides being like a like a, a sport player or a celebrity. So it has like really big potential. But you're right. You know, some people, they don't want to go outside that comfort zone because yeah. they want to make that for sure money, you know, versus like the maybe money. The way I looked at it was like the sky's the limit. I would rather go do this because I know that I'm going to do well you know versus just be behind a desk you know so oh, yeah. yeah but what other sales jobs have you done so, so or like what's said, like the worst the, one the like worst, no, I'll be honest the worst one I did it was it's a tie it was uh, I was selling uh, cell phones at a kiosk at West Oaks Mall mm -hmm. and then the second one was door to door electricity with Green Mountain Electricity because, oh my god Green Mountain yes Green Mountain are Electricity are they legit uh, I mean let's put it this way the, <laughs> the, 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 the electric company itself is legit how they pay and how what they expected of us when I look, oh, okay. when, I look when, when I look back at it now it was a little eh, it was a little out there I mean, we're going to like random houses in the heat, you know, but I mean, again, I, I just, I was younger. I, I wanted, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta learn yourself. You yeah. gotta learn what you're capable of. I think you know. I, I think I beat you. You with probably, a sales job would you have i used to work at a funeral home oh <laughs> okay okay so, yeah you beat me you beat me you beat me yeah so we used to sell the actual the actual like uh spaces where people would get buried the services oh. like everything but it was really great money like great money like you know but you're dealing with death that's crazy right yeah I mean, people die on a daily basis, though. So, so it, it, it is it is crazy. And I would tell her, I mean, people that listen to the podcast know, but I would tell her, I'm like, man, you're kind of like, I felt like she was like not feeling like her feelings anymore, you know, it was like, or people would like pass away. She's just like, oh, like that sucks, you know. Well, because I told but, him like, it's yeah. unprofessional to cry. Like it, it is considered unprofessional, you know. Right. So you have to like, 
you can't be like sobbing and trying to sell them like a fifty thousand estate. Like you can't do that. You have to be the person person keeping it together, but without taking advantage, you know, because they're at you yeah. know at their lowest point in life, <clears throat> right? But yeah, I used to do door to door too for AT and T. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Door to door is probably one of the hardest sales jobs absolutely because i mean like you don't know what you're about to walk into you the person may be having the worst day ever or could be dealing with the death and hey what's up and they're like nah, yeah. you know yeah you know and even when yeah. they open the door it's not for sure you're going to make the sale you know that that is just the opportunity that you get to make the sale you yeah. know it's not you know for every for every sale i made that was 50 doors that closed on me you know yeah. so like that was the average i felt like you know yeah. that but, is um, crazy you, you keep trucking though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when, no, go ahead. Whenever you were selling like the streetwear and everything, and and you had like these artists and and people coming through or stuff, did you have like social media back then? Or so we did. So I I created my I created the Houston Closet page in 2016. Um, it's funny how I even came up with the name. I was talking to my cousin, and uh, he works for the Dr. Phil Show. His name is Eric, and I told him what I wanted to do. He's like, "Man, it's a great idea, but Mike, you need a really good name." And I was coming with these different names, and he goes, "All right, stop." He goes. Your name needs to be something simple. He goes, imagine this. Let's say you're in a gas station and someone's like, yo, I love the fit, you know, the outfit that you have on. Where can I get it? And like, let's say you're, he's walking out the door and you only got a half a second to tell him you need something that rolls off easy. So I was like, man, I want to incorporate something with Houston. But then I also I want I want people to have like the dopest closets. And then I was like, I was like, what about Houston closet? He goes, no, that's dope. So like yeah. once that name hit, I was like, you know, let's. Let's roll it out, and that uh, that's what uh, that's that was my beginning was Houston closet, and that was still mm. whenever you were in your condo. Yes, so technically your condo was like your closet. Was the closet or people's closet? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a scary time. You know, I was sleep with a gun under my pelts. I had a bunch of merch and shoes there. But, yeah, that's crazy. You know, oh my god, yeah. I was I didn't even think about that. Security aspect is crazy. Yeah, the security aspect. I'm I'm thankful. Thank the Lord that nothing ever happened. You know, and I got a lot of respect out here, so maybe that has something to do with it. And yeah. I, I did a really good job of vetting people before they come, but then you never know, because then I had random Instagram pages hit me up, want to set an appointment. You know, I want to make the money, so I let them come by. My my way of vetting people was just kind of like looking at their Instagram, as long as they didn't look like they were going to kill me or rob me, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Know, come yeah. I feel like that's how it kind of is with, with our podcast. Yeah, with the podcast. Right, because you never yeah. know who you're going to deal yeah. with. So you I had know? to go through your Instagram page. I'm like, is he a gangster? Is he going to forget us? Definitely, yeah. definitely not a gangster. I'm, now, now where I'm at with things, it's more of like an open book. You know, a lot of yeah. people know, yeah. know who I am. And, like, I, I just, and at the end yeah. of the day, I feel like when you're an open book, like it's... People like to see that, you know, because either they can relate to you and they, they you know, they like you or they don't. You right, know? right, right, so right. So it's right. just like, I feel like for us, it's the same. I think we have people reach out like, oh, I want to go on your podcast. But we only record, you know, once a week and it's very limited space. So we want to make sure we are bringing people that are going to bring people knowledge, you know, um, like how you were saying, like, I just started with $3,000 out of my condo, like. People want to hear that. They need to hear that so they know right. that it's not just, oh, shit, I got money and I just opened my storefront. Right, you right. Yeah. They see all the positive stuff, the stuff with celebrities and stuff, but they don't realize, like, the trial and tribulations beforehand. And yeah. The, the Even before I got into doing this, like, the stuff I had to deal with, I would say 2009, 2010 were pretty crazy. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, yeah tell us about that. I was, so. I was, I was in prison. So okay. I not, not 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 county jail. I was in TDC. You know, shaved my head. I went to the walls unit, just like out of the movie Shawshank Redemption. People yelling at me. You know, guys trying to get me to click up. You know, being you know prison gangs and stuff like that. It was how so, long? I was in a TDC for fifteen months. 
Oh, yeah. So I spent, you know, Christmas, birthday, Easter, my mom's birthday, dad, you know, it was. Was it like a, like a big crime? Um, it was just a possession charge, oh, okay. but it was, and I'll, I'll say it, I mean, it's from 2004. I mean, I was 19 years old, okay. you know, I used to watch yeah. Scarface and stuff. We didn't have <laughs> cell phones. We just went off what we thought we knew and yeah. Hey, you know, I seen this guy on a movie that can there was move. not yeah. much guidance. I feel not, a, not at all. You know, you know, I feel like the cell phones is, is it, a lot of people, you know, people think that everyone's glued on it, but. For, bit, for people that are in business, it was the best thing to happen. Yeah, yeah you know, that period. is true. And, yeah. you know, I feel that is changing now. That mentality, like, oh, my God, you're on your phone, you're on your phone. I feel like that mentality is changing because I feel like a lot of people are working off their phone now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, your business is literally on your phone. Like, it's crazy. Like, this. Absolutely. That, you know? Like, majority of our business does come from social media. You know, yeah. obviously, we get a lot of, like, people that just come and pull up. Because I feel like now we become kind of like a destination spot being at Johnny Dang's, having a, a beautiful brick-and-mortar shop with someone who's so iconic in the city. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. In the beginning, it didn't start like that. It was just me answering DMs and telling certain artists, come pull up. You know, I'm sitting there blessing cert certain artists with free stuff when I really didn't have it to give. But that's kind of what got, just, my, it got my foot in the door, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that, your name was... Yeah, because that's kind of crazy. Like, I, I think about that a lot, too. Like, you want to... You know, like build relationships and stuff. And sometimes you think to yourself, like, okay, I got, I got to hook them up with something. But you're gonna take a loss, you know. And Absolutely. I always feel like, are they taking a loss or are they just do they the, have it like that? Well, you know? the, I mean, the way I look at it is this: is like when I first got when I first got started. Even now, I don't really spend a whole lot of money in marketing. Yeah. So I feel like anytime we bless somebody, or and even in the early days when I was giving away free stuff. You know, to me, I was just, you know, chalking it up to marketing costs. Like, I, I didn't, I'm not running Instagram or Facebook ads. You know, I'm not, you know, doing, you know, doing other means. So it's like, at the bare minimum, if I give some free stuff away, even if it's a couple hundred bucks, hey, you know, so be it. You know, the yeah. one thing I wish I would have done is I wish I would have started a YouTube during that era because it was just so much cool interactions I was getting with such big people. Mm -hmm. And like, even though we, we we're reaching even bigger people now, I feel like people would even appreciate it more like when I was in the trenches, you know? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah because yes. I, I came across you already now, like when you have the store and everything. Yeah. So right. it's like, yeah, it would have like, obviously I, I see the hustle, I see the grind and everything, but if people would have seen that, it would have been crazy. Like, it's yeah. just like, Wow, what, what he came from, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, people right, right. love to see the growth. Like it's just a thing, like you know, because and it, it just proves like the viewers, like shit. This is where I started. This is where I'm at. It's kind of like know? this podcast. Like one day we're gonna have our own studio. We're gonna have our own space, and people are gonna be like, "Damn, they used to do do this shit at the house," you know. It's it's part of your story, you know. And I feel like mm -hmm. even now that that's kind of like another reason why I really want to get more connected with the city is because when I first got started, again, it was kind of like a a me versus everybody mentality, you know, which at the time it made sense now like yeah, to me i'm sure. like i don't i don't want to have i want to break down doors i want to break down walls i want to work with people that maybe i haven't worked with before yeah. i want to meet people that maybe i haven't you know before even going to events you know like y'all brought up like the hip-hop vintage you know and stuff like that like i want to be outside and you know you know as long as you know you know as long yeah. as it fits within you know oh, yeah for yeah, sure yeah but it's good it's good that when when you came out like you didn't fall in that like lifestyle you know what right, I mean? like right, you right, kind of right. like already knew that you had something in mind did you like did you have that goal so like I'll, I'll be honest it, it it really clicked um i had a famous uh youtuber from brazil his name is john vlogs and major shout out to john vlogs and john vlogs he had like at the time i think maybe two million on youtube now i think he's at seven or eight million oh, sure. and he's like 
massive in Brazil, but when he came over and like thinking about like the moment of him hitting me up and just coming to my house and then he comes a second time and brings his mom, it was just kind of like, I felt like, like I'm on something really special, you know? And, and I'll be honest, it really didn't hit until I linked up with, with Jay Prince Jr. Now, I know a lot of people feel a certain type of way about him. You know, he's with Rap-A-Lot Records, yeah, yeah. you know, you know one of the, the sons of Jay Prince. But really, he, he gave me a stamp that really, like, put me into a whole nother echelon. And um, so when Drake did the song Mob Ties, um, I love that song. I mean, it's a great song. And I started noticing that that he Drake put out a, a shirt that said Mob Ties, and it sold out instantly. And I'm like, man, the branding behind this is has big potential. So I hit up Jay Prince Jr. and I'm like, yo, we should turn this into a streetwear brand. He's like, all right, you know, send me some ideas. What do you think? And I'm like, well, the first thing we should do is we should do like a one-off special engagement pop-up event. He's like, done, let's do it. So we did it at the spot called Richmond Studios, right? Like few doors down from Johnny's it's funny yeah, how this yeah. happened so when we did that event man, a bunch of people came and it was it had a lot of motion and then boom the event's over and then it's like all right Monday rolls around what am I going to do next so a year passed after that 2019 I hit him up again and I'm like yo we need to do another one he's like bet he's like where you think I was like I picked the last spot right I was like you pick this one he goes what do you think about Johnny Dangs and I'm like bro Johnny's gonna want too much money he goes let me handle that. You know, when Jay Prince Jr. says, let me handle that, I said, all right, respectfully, I'm going to let you handle that. So yeah, yeah. I got the call a week later that we were going to do it at Johnny Dang's. You so, mean as in like venue-wise, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for people for people watching that may understand that, yeah. So so Johnny Dang's store at the time where we're located is on the whole second floor of his building. So when we're, doing, when we're about to do this pop-up and I go to kind of like scout the location, it's empty except an orange couch. Like, it's one of those orange couches you may see on, like, a casting video. Yeah. yeah. Video. And I was just kind of, like, looking around, like, why is this place empty? But, again, the, 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 the full circle moment hadn't happened yet. So, once we do the pop-up, around 3,000 people converge on this pop-up within six hours. Within the first 30 minutes, Johnny pulls me to the side. And, I, and I, Johnny knew where my shop was. He knew it was at my condo. Yeah. He's like, where are you doing your store right now? I'm like, I look at him, like, talk to me, Johnny. He goes, you should put your store here. And I like I'm like man you know I'm not you you know I'm I'm uh, I'm an up and I'm an up and coming business uh -huh. you know we gotta you know work with me and I'll, and I'll work with you and so he gave me a chance and then of course COVID hits in 2020 so instead of getting in January 2020 I didn't get until June 2020 but I mean look at it now we've been there over three years you know we've logged 10 10.7 million in sales which I feel like is incredible from the condo wait what yeah, to, r r r say that again what yeah, what yeah just for everybody watching this right now I started this business for my condo with three thousand dollars and built it into a business that did 10.7 million in sales in three years that's crazy man. wow yeah that's crazy wow I appreciate that and I don't and I don't like I don't like look I don't like say that for like clout and stuff no, yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. this again this is more about the positivity side yeah, so for when, sure. when people think that like yo this guy's a two-time convicted felon right he he had all everything stacked up against him all the doors closed it was up to me to like bust the doors down find a lane that I felt like I would be good in find something that that I feel like would bring value to the culture the community and then kind of put my own spirit spin on it and just see how it went and that's kind of how like it all went yeah and with right. that being said we're gonna go on a quick break and we'll be back yes sir perfect and we are back so you know we mentioned a little bit of you know uh like your growth or whatever do you want to touch on like his upbringing? 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but I kind of want to know, like, how... Obviously, with uh, Jay Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. was, like, the initial... That's After that, is that when, like, people started coming in, like, celebrities, or I, was it before? Well, no, so we had... I had the celebrity before because, like, for me, my, my, my really good relationship was with Maxo Cream. I had, okay, now, now I've known Maxo for over 12 years. You know, Sauce Walker, we, you know, we date back to, like, 2015, 2016. So even before, like, the big stamp from Jay Prince, you know, I was still getting some pretty cool people, you know, this is through. just you reselling them merch literally I, I literally built a whole following with no no podcast no youtube literally just on instagram stories posting it up you know getting stuff that people liked and then like just, brand merch absolutely right? and i only started with six brands when i first started you know nowadays we i mean now at the shop we probably have 20 30 plus brands and local brands but are I, they like co, co what is it called uh um, consignment consignment so i would say now we're, we we're, we have a con, yeah we have a consignment program now when i first started it was, i owned everything you so know? you would okay, buy okay. it and then resell it absolutely you know now because the spot we're in now is 3500 square feet um we do do a little bit of consignment. I would say the store now is probably like 75% ours, 25% consignment. Okay, okay. Uh, Just so we can like fill up extra Streetwear, room. right? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. But at some point, you know, um, in the way I'm looking, the way I'm looking at numbers and stuff, it, it'll probably go even slimmer on the consignment. I just like still doing consignment because at the end of the day, like we're helping other people out in the city too that may not have a certain outlet or a platform in, in order to make those sales. They can come just drop it off. It's nice and easy. You know, my guys are really good about to intaking stuff and we sell things pretty quick, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to know, like, what's like the craziest or coolest interaction that you had? Like, I'll give you both. So, craziest interaction was when I was 2018. And at the time, Takashi Six Nine was going crazy, right? Yeah. And so I had a buddy um, by the name of Concept P, and Concept P is a famous producer from Houston. Uh, he produced the song Cuda uh, by Six Nine, okay. and uh, and the one with Tory Lanez. Well, long story short, I, I hit him up and I said, "Yo, if Six Nine ever comes into town, this is before all the stuff that happened with Six Nine." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yo, if Six Nine ever comes into town, like bring him by the shop. I'll show him love." So I'm inside the shop doing whatever, and like my phone keeps going off, but I'm doing something, and then it's still going off. And one of my one of my bros is like, "Yo, this guy named Concept is calling you." So I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, I pick. I didn't know he's with Six Nine. I'm picking up. I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" He's like, "Yo, I'm with Six Nine right now. Where you at?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm at the shop." And then he's like, "Yo, we're gonna come pull up." So like I told tell my people, and I and at the time, you know, I was. I wouldn't say like immature, but like I handle things a little bit differently. So as soon as I got that, like I went on Instagram and I was like, special guests come in, like eye emoji, rainbow emoji. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, like all these kids are running up to our store, like, where's he at? Where's he at? And then when 6ix9ine came, you know, everybody's going crazy. We had to like make them sit Indian style in the hallway because I was inside of like this little office complex. Yeah. So 6ix9ine pulls up um, and he is with, uh, he's with Treyway. He's, he's with, you know, the, the head guy. Yeah. His name's Shadi. And so we walk him in, I'm giving them a high energy, and 6 9 is like, yo, I love your energy, bro. Like, as soon as we walked in, it wasn't even about the merch. As soon as we walked in, the first thing he did was give me a social media drop. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, damn, he didn't even ask for shoes or anything first. He just, he, he got straight to it. So this was also Jay Prince Jr.'s birthday weekend, right? And Jay Prince Jr. had a sold-out show uh, with Moneybag Yo and Black Youngster. So I told Jay Jr., because like, for somebody like him, because again, I'm grateful for him too, you know, you don't just get this guy a gift card, right? You know, so I'm yeah. like, yo, come pull up. I'm going to bless you with something dope for your birthday. So, of course, while 6 Nines in my store, Junior calls me. Hey, I'm outside. So, I, I go up to 6 9 and then I'm like, yo, you know who Jay Prince Jr. is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, he's, he's here. Let me go grab him real quick. I'll be right back up. 
So I walk outside, Junior's in this badass white Ferrari, you know, dab him up, give him a hug, happy birthday, my brother. And before we walk up, I'm like, yo, before we go up, just to let you know, six nines upstairs. He's like, he's like, for real? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he blows out his, his vape. He's like, all right, bet, let's go. So like we go upstairs. Now this is where things get crazy. Like six nine didn't have to really do anything. Mm-hmm. The main thing is it's just a sign of respect, right? And that it's that's as simple as yo, what's up? So yeah. when Junior walks in, six nine of them don't even like say what's up to him. So I, when I seen that happen, I'm like, okay. So then what I did was instead of like going back to six nine, I shook this is Junior's first time at, at my in my shop. So I just walk him around. I take a, but I but I purposely take a while, right? Just because yeah. I want them to wait. So like as I'm doing this, Treyway finally comes up to me, pulls me on my shirt. He's like, "Yo, can we go in the middle room and talk for a second? I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So he goes, "Yo, yo, what are, what are you gonna do for for me and Six Nine? And I'm already kind of in my head. I'm like, "You and Six Nine? I'm like, "But I get it. He came with them. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, it's part of the whole thing. So I'm like, "Well, I already had something, you know, planned for him that I was gonna bless him with." And uh, but then you know, Shoddy, you know, when I went outside to go get Junior, they had picked out like four thousand dollars in shoes. Well, I'm still an up and coming business, no matter who it is. Yeah. Maybe unless it was Drake, I was we weren't gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even then, I don't know. Even if it was Drake, I don't know. If, you know, it was that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, right? Yeah. It's so, a business at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, it's yeah. a business at the end of the day. So so when that moment happens and Shoddy pulls me to the side, I guess Junior Junior's really good at, at reading body language and stuff. Obviously, you know, being in the street and stuff and. He sees it and like, he, and when I left the room at a, with Shadi, and I, not that I was like mad or anything, Junior's like, "Let me talk to you too." And he goes, "Yo, what's going on?" I'm like, I'm "Like, man, they trying to get like four, five, four or five thousand dollars pairs, you know, worth of shoes." And Junior mm-hmm. understood that, like, you know, with him coming by, you know, with six nine coming by, that like it's like a promo thing too. So like, we gotta give him a little something. You know, he's like, well, yeah. what, "What are you trying to give him?" And I was like, "Really, just between me and Yon, first time I've ever said on camera, we were just gonna give him a pair of used Yeezys." And a, a used Supreme Scarface jacket, which still like, still probably that time is before like Yeezys kind of came down. It was the shoe was like a blue tint pre-owned, which is still like four or five hundred bucks. And the Supreme Scarface jacket like four or five hundred. It was a little under a thousand bucks, but it was out, out of my own pocket too. Yeah. You know? yeah. So he's like, he's like, just uh, you know, pack it up. You want me? He's like, you want me to stand behind you? And, he, and then uh, and then uh, I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, if you want. And he goes, or you want me to whisper in his ear? And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, cause I already know, like, no I, I don't. I, and that's the thing, like, I don't want no yeah. weird static stuff, cause I'm just meeting yeah, six yeah, nine yeah, for the first yeah. time yeah. too. So, so Junior comes behind me, and uh, and I, I give him this, I give six nine the stuff, and it's cool. But the, what where it makes it crazy is, is because that moment happened the way it did. When Junior has his birthday party, six nine shows up, and he wants to like, I guess, come in the club or whatever. And Junior basically was like, "Yo, if you had anything to say, you could have said it to me at the shop." You know, you don't promote, you don't promote, you don't perform, you you know, basically you can't come in here. So then he goes on the Breakfast Club, the famous podcast, yeah, you know, yeah. famous radio, yeah, radio show. show. Yeah. yeah. And he basically like starts talking mess about Junior on the Breakfast Club. And in that interview, he also was like, you know, the guy with the shoe store, this dude with the shoes. He wouldn't say my name, which I get it. He probably didn't want to give me clout. It's all good. But because of what he did there, right, it obviously upset a lot of people because the way the, I mean, he was talking pretty aggressive. Yeah. So Junior pulls up to South by Southwest. 6ix9ine is the headline performance for the World Star Showcase, the World Star Hip Hop Showcase, which was the that big the big show for that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Junior shows up literally with a hundred people to the show because they they know the people at World Star. So basically, and this is crazy too. 6ix9ine doesn't perform because obviously Junior's there with a hundred people. So he yeah. he got his front end money. He didn't get his back end money. Well, this ended up coming out in the documentary. 
Six Nine called Shoddy and was like, bro, like I'm out in Texas, like you're supposed to be the biggest blood, you know, and you let me basically just get violated in Texas. But the way he talked to Shoddy was pretty aggressive. And then Shoddy basically gave the green light to like, yo, Six Nine's talking crazy to me. You know, we're gonna have to handle him next. So really, I hate to say it, but that moment that happened at my shop led dominoes that ended up leading to Six Nine falling out with Treyway, which ended up being the whole shit that that we see yeah. now. So that was the craziest moment. Damn, that's yeah, yeah. And again, it's just the, <clears throat> the politics of the situation. Like, there's yeah. a lot of things that I've been privy to, whether it's good or bad. That is, it, it kind of, it's kind of mind blowing once you replayed in your mind, like yo, like, like that. You was, look back and you're like, oh shit. Right, right, because that could have really went crazy. Because like even the interviews talking like, you know, we were in the shoe store, we were strapped, and like I'll be honest, he wasn't strapped in our in our shop, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it was what he wants to tell people, you know. But that moment was really, really crazy though. Yeah, and you that's know? crazy because it's just like ego, right? Like, yeah, a lot of things could have just time. been smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. That's, yeah. yeah, I but mean, I, just I, the what's up would have been like. Right, right. And yeah, honestly, just, like, 6 9 wasn't even a bad dude. Like, when he came, like I said, he was he came and gave the promo. He was hella cool. Like, I ain't gonna lie, at the time, I really liked his music. It was real energetic. It was that 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 classic it New York your sound. Energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were all like, even when I first met him, like, Davin, he's giving me a hug. Like, man, I love this dude. Like, it was such, like, positivity, but... You know, I'm not saying just because Junior come, you know, Junior came that it didn't, it took away from the positivity because at the end of the day, like they sh they should have been respectful. I mean, you know, you're in Houston, this guy's walking in, y'all knew who he was. I asked y'all if y'all knew who he was. Y'all said yes, and it's his birthday weekend. You yeah. ended up, you ended up wanting to go hang out at, at the club with them afterwards. So yeah. it's like that one little moment, just a simple, would have saved all that. Yeah. yeah. Who knows yeah. what would have happened if that if that handshake would have happened? To be yeah. honest, that is true. Damn, that's wild. I know. So what about like the coolest? Like, oh, that was the craziest. That was the craziest. Right, cool. That was the that was the craziest. I would say the cool all because of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, even now, like I don't have any. I you know, with what happened at the end of the day, you know, six nine's gone into a whole nother direction. You know, you know, being being you know, because now being like a Mexican artist is such a big thing. I mean, look at Peso Pluma and these guys. Yeah. You know, he went and found a lane. He got away from the negativity. Granted, you know, he burned a lot of bridges in the process. Process, but at the end of the day, it's part of my history. That moment, you know, I, I still look back at it. It's super crazy. I would say, like, my coolest moment, the coolest moment for me, hmm, I mean, there's so many cool ones. I would say probably probably the moment with Johnny because at the end of the day, me growing up, listening to the song Grills, yeah. you know, listening to Paul Wall and Chameleon Air, like, Johnny was is still to this day so intertwined, like, symbiotic with the culture. To, like, to have him decade or 15 years later after i knew who he was like pulling me to the side like yo you should put your shop here i feel like that one's really cool and then i had a really other cool one my so i don't have kids like i told y'all but uh i'm an uncle to two beautiful nieces mm -hmm. shout out laney and Haley. i love y'all you were just with them right i was like, just with them in dallas um but my sister surprised me and brought them to the shop and for me, from the outside looking in, seeing the new era, the new generation, and seeing their cute little faces and them running around and, you know, Lainey, who just turned four, she's the older one, you know, she's asking different stuff. Like, that was a real full circle moment for me. And I would yeah. say that was probably Aww. one of the coolest moments besides the Johnny interaction. Yeah. And that's real cool. That dude. is, yeah. yeah. You know, because like yeah. I said, like, I don't have kids, so I really <clears throat> just live, like, vicariously through my sister and those kids. You know? Yeah, no, I, that's oh, yeah. how yeah, it was yeah, with yeah. us, too, whenever, with my older niece, right? Like, yeah, yeah. she was, we didn't have kids, so we were just, like, enjoying 
life with her, you know, but then now we have our kid. Yeah. And he'll sit on the podcast and he'll just like, yeah. you know, start like put the headphones on and he'll just listen to himself talk. Because, you know, I told you that you right, can right, hear right, or whatever. Right, right. But that's dope. I love, I love being an uncle. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. One, it's one of the highlights of my life so far is being You're an uncle. You're a I'm definitely the, I'm definitely the funcle. <laughs> I've never heard so, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funko? No, that's, 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 that's the thing. That's my nickname. Yeah. With yeah. It's, funny <laughs> she, it's funny she said that. I surprised him with, uh, in Dallas. They didn't know I was coming. Yeah. I came for Lainey's birthday. I flew out the same day and flew back the same day because like, I, I didn't want to miss it, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, cause my, my mom and dad were already out there and they told her that I, they told the girls I, I wasn't coming. Mm. So then like when, when I at the door and they're like faces light up and they open the door they're like oh they give me a big hug i'm like okay it was all worth it, it was worth the whole flight but your parents oh, are yeah. here yeah yeah so that's actually a crazy thing with my parents um and so my mother's jewish right my, my father's from louisiana complete polar opposites right yeah okay. you know my i'm the grandson of holocaust survivors right oh, wow. so both of my grandparents my mother's parents survived the holocaust you know they lost all their siblings they came to houston they they started a life. They opened a sandwich shop that was right near the summit where the Rockets used to play, mm -hmm. right in Upper Kirby. So like the way I look at it, where I'm at, and, and I wish they were here to see it. You know, we, and I talk to my mom about it all the time. I wish they were here to see this. I know they're they're smiling down on me right now, but watching them growing up and watching like my grandfather, you know, a, a, an older white male, you know, hug black people, Hispanic people, shake their hands and give them the same respect he gave everyone else. I feel like that was what, a lot of things that I noticed, right? And like, I even incorporate into my business now, like I don't care the color of your skin, your gender, you know, who you like, who you love. At the end of the day, we're all, we're all people, right? Yeah. You know, so I feel like I did learn a lot from them. And yeah. like their whole their whole story is crazy, you know, being you know you know Pol Polish immigrants coming here with nothing, you and know, then dealing yeah. with everything that happened, like that's crazy. Yeah, so that's like a really crazy part of like my upbringing. I would have like, never thought that. Yeah, like, yeah, until yeah, you yeah. And it's crazy because we hear a lot about like our people, which is like you know crossing the border and coming over here and starting, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like obviously like your culture is different, you know, and it's like they have a different history so it's kind of crazy to hear that right because i mean you, you see like a lot of like a lot of i guess you call it my people white white people like you yeah, know yeah. they're like oh immigrants should come here the right way but like the way i think look at my mind is like I me mean, my own grandparents had to come here on a boat you know they were immigrants like who's who's it to me to say that someone who wants a better life and wants to cross that border because they want to start a family or they're trying to get away from a bad situation yeah. what makes them any less than when my grandparents hopped on a boat and came over here to get out of a bad situation you know yeah, yeah. I feel like it's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Well, now it now it is for yeah. sure. Now it is for sure, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I mean, what people had to go through back then, you know? Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, they went. You know, tough. they had to go through Ellis Island. You know, you know, get a new. Uh, you know, because their their last name was <clears throat> Silverstein, and now when you Americanize it, Silverstein. You know, mm -hmm. so and then they lost a lot of like their their records. Like even to this day, we really don't know the true age of my grandfather and grandmother. Damn. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, that is kind of. So it's only yeah. you and your sister. That's it. <clears throat> Just me and my sister, my mom and dad, same mom and dad. They've been together for 30 plus years and sister graduated from A&M, college degree. I'm kind of was kind of like the black sheep of the family. I went, I, you know, I went to UTSA in San Antonio from 06 to 09. Mm. Um, didn't finish till I have 55 hours left of college to finish. Then I went to prison, came out of prison. I started selling motorcycles, which is crazy. Yeah. And you know, I'm sitting there selling Ducatis and Yamahas. I never rode a bike in my life. 
I'm sitting here, number one, number one sales guy, and never rode a motorcycle in my life. You know, so yeah, that yeah. also tells you, like, as long as you have passion and energy, and you take care of somebody and do good business, you can do whatever you want. You know. Yeah, you also have to have like that hustle mentality. Like, you have, you want the money, you got to make your money. Like, right, 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 right. And I was just in a situation where, like, I came out and it was like, you know, I didn't come out of prison at like 19 or 20. You know, I came out at 26. So it's like now I'm getting closer to 30. A lot of my a lot of my friends and family, they all have kids and, and businesses and degrees. And like, what's Mike doing? I got a, I got a, like a little paid off car. Luckily, I had paid off that car, you know, paid off car to my name and nothing else. I came out, you know, part of my like the, the stipulations and parole. Like I had to stay at my parents' house for a little bit. You know, I think that was only like six months. And then I moved right back out, you know? Yeah. And how'd you just get it? Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. What, I mean, what was the, did you feel any pressure from your parents? Or do you think they were like, fuck mike or you, you know the thing is like i would say leading up up to the day that i got sentenced that definitely a lot of pushback from them but then when i came out it was almost like hey you either can because the statistics are against me right like i'll never forget when i was in prison they set us in a group of 20 people right and they're like guys i want you to look around at each other real quick and we all looked around and we're like all right and they're like just so y'all know only two of y'all won't be coming back to prison per the statistics and I'll never forget, I looked at one of my buddies, and I'm like, I ain't coming back. He's like, I ain't coming back. Then I had another guy that was cool with there. He's like, I ain't coming back. Well, he he had went in and out a bunch of different times. But me and that one dude, we actually ended up staying cool. you know. And he yeah. he ended up going to college, ended up dating his professor. Oh, my God. Having a, having a kid and getting married. You know, so like, it, and, and shout out to my boy Carrick. You know, like we, when we were locked up, you know, it was, it, and this was a different time too. You know, nowadays I heard that they're trying to get like ACs, you know, air conditioning inside TDC, but like when I went in, no, no air conditioning. You know, like like when I first went in, it was the realest moment ever. It I, they had a thing that showed like the temperature. Uh, it was like around 110 degrees, and so they would come around with a cup of water, and, and you get a cup of water and a cup of ice. They do it every four hours, and like literally when they come around, I'm thirsty. So the water I drink, but the ice I throw it on the bed, and then I would just lay on the bed, and you had about like an hour, two hours, and then your body heat, and now then the temperature heats the ice up and now that that water is hot so you're back up again so it was it was pretty crazy something out of a movie too Damn, you know yeah like and i and so for me it it, it kind of clicked like yo it's either you know you go down this you keep going down this this dark you know road and you may make some quick money here and there but what type of legacy are you going to leave behind yeah, yeah. and yeah. so like i feel like for me it was the 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 synonymous fork in the road right so it was either go to the left or the right and, and luckily you know you know, I went, I went the, the, the right, the right, the way, right way, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. You know, I, I had a music studio for a little bit. I had, you know, got you're a rapper too or what? No, I just recorded <laughs> like, but it was crazy. Like, like it, it, it was like a little turnkey studio operation. Mm-hmm. It was at, it was at the, the arena towers off 59 and Fondren. And I was on the sixth floor and it was called audio blueprint. No E in blue. And I had bought about 25 grand in, in, in equipment, and it was just like a little turnkey operation. It was a lot of fun, but I got tired of sitting there till five, six in the morning, respectfully recording people. I just didn't didn't feel like, you know, well, they weren't like superstars. This was, again, it's just a business, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And then I, I got the call from a guy that I was locked up with in prison. He actually posted on my Facebook wall, and he goes, yo, come sell motorcycles. And so I deleted the comics. I didn't want anyone to see it. And his name is Fabio. You know, I hit Fabio up. I'm like, yo, bro, so motorcycles? He's like, yeah, I'm at Team Mancuso Power Sports. And I'm like, bro, wait, wait, wait. Team Mancuso, the one where? He goes, 59 and Fondren. 
dude, look outside my window from the studio. It's right there. Uh-huh. So, like, the next day I went over there, and I'll never forget when I walked in, I smelled the oil, the gas, the tires. Like, my, my heart's, like, racing. I'm like, this is dope. So, like, he goes, if you want a job, you can have a job. I sold all the equipment, and I did that for over four years. Then I worked for Harley-Davidson for a little bit. And then I'm like, yo, I'm tired of being in the heat with these bikes and bringing them out. There's got to be something better. So then what's the next thing? Cars. So I worked for Central Houston Cadillac. I started selling cars, doing that stuff. And then when that started turning, I was like, man, I'm getting tired. I, I'm not a morning person. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not trying to be like that guy to tell y'all, don't be waking <laughs> up early. Get on your grind. For me, it just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wake up around 11, 12 o'clock every day. I know y'all probably don't get that luxury, you know, being, oh being, being parents. <laughs> being parents. I know, I know, I know being don't parents. Have yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> so, so for me, I... I, I some people get into business because they want to make money. Me, I just, two things. I didn't want to work for someone and I didn't want to wake up early anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what what can I do? I was like, I want to get back in the industry, right? But now everyone can buy studio equipment. I mean, you can get good good mics, a laptop and do it like right here. Like how we're set up like this, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, who's doing fashion? So when I started looking at fashion, the first thing that caught my eye was Drake and Justin Bieber were wearing this brand called Supreme. Like, I always knew about Supreme, but I wasn't a skate dude, right? So yeah, I yeah. never really appreciated it. But when I looked at the the business model of it and was like, all right, $42 shirt, and then you can resell it for 100 bucks. I'm like, boom. I'm like, that's dope. So I was like, this has mass, this has big potential. And then plus, celebrities like this stuff. Yeah. So like, man, from like a marketing aspect, you could fuse the two together, sell cool stuff, and interact with cool people. Let's try it. So course talk to mom and dad hey you know i think i'm about to go sell clothing my mom's like what she goes you're gonna be you're gonna be in your mid-30s 40s coming up you're gonna and you think you're gonna have like a (laughs) wife and kids and you're gonna be selling clothes and i'm and i'm and she even says this i'll never forget what you said she goes because i said if i don't do this someone else will now obviously now you, you can count 10, 20 resale stores just in Houston alone. Yeah. But at the time, I got in at a really, really good time. 2016 wasn't a whole lot of emotion in Houston when yeah, it came no. to You had, you know, Sneaker Summit, which shout out to them, you know, you know kind of like the cornerstone of the resale style because they, they really kind of started like around 2004, 2005. They just did events first. Okay. You know, so then it, it kind of just, it snowballed, you know, and... You know, now even looking back at it now, it's... it's so yeah. my, my one of my questions is, like, uh, when you decided to go into the fashion, where would you buy your stuff? So in the beginning, I literally was just buying off the internet. So, like, so when Supreme does drops, they do it every Thursday at 10 a.m. So I'd set my alarm for 9.58. I'd have my uh, credit card information, copy Save. and pasted, ready to go. As soon as it went on there, like, I'm like, like, some stuff would sell out in your cart and you'd have to read back. But then sometimes I, I'd check right out and be like boom i just got me 10 shirts or because they you know, sell out fast yes mm-hmm. now yeah. i'll be honest supreme's in a little bit different era now than what it used Was to be you know then. because now it's owned by vf vanity fair which is like a multi-billion dollar conglomeration corporation type of thing so you know they want to get their money's worth you know that they invested so they put out a lot more merch now but back then, it, yeah, it was very you know, limited. It, it was owned by James Jebbia. That's who the founder of Supreme. <clears throat> you know, whatever they made, they made. And if, whether you could get online or get it from the store, which that's the next thing is once I found out that you could buy it in store, this was a kind of a cool era. I was like, I would actually take my mom with me 
to, to have our moments and so I could have bonding moments with her. Yeah. And I'd fly her out to LA. We'd go hit the Supreme Store OVO because like you only can get like usually one of each item per person. Yeah. So I bring her. Bam! Now we can get two items. You know, my mom's friendly. Like sometimes they'd give her an extra one or what? Oh. Let, let her buy an extra one. You know. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Like I took her. To, I took her to Complex Con. Like we're running around. You know, she's in her sixties. Like just <laughs> you know, like like. But she but she loves it. And like even to this day, like even when I do stuff, even with famous rappers and stuff she'll hit me up like we had e40 came by yesterday right so i posted okay. that video my mom hits me and she goes that's so cool you brought you know you had e40 you know he's like like bay area legend and i'm like mom you know about e40 yeah. <laughs> you know and like she knows about sauce and of course like our new favorite that mexican ot you know like that's oh, yeah, our, that's yeah. our new favorite you know and i'm really grateful for these interactions you know especially like even the situation with me and ot right is like me and OT, the way we met it was kind of crazy. And now, like, we hang out. Like, we're friends, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, his, like, story and y'all's connection, let's go on a quick break, and we'll be back, guys. Yes, sir. And we are back. So, we were having some good uh conversations like off camera yeah but um i mean i'll continue what we're talking about after but uh let's let's talk about the the podcast yeah right so clearly cultured you know you were telling us what was the original name it was called straight out the closet straight out the closet (laughs) (laughs) bro i had the backdrop and everything done oh for real yeah yeah like like literally ready to go and uh, in in five minutes before that, our first interview ever, which was with my brother, that Mexican OT, um, he goes because you know he wants to do he's gonna do the drop for us, right? Yeah. And he goes, yo, yo, what's the name of the podcast again? I was like, yo, straight out the closet. And he kind of laughed a little bit, but he's like, you know, that's dope, that's dope. But I was like, is it dope though? I, he was like, yeah, no, no, it's dope. And I'm like, well, hold on. And then I like this drink called Clearly Canadian. It yeah. was a drink that I grew up with, very nostalgic in this glass bottle. And shout out to my family at Clearly Canadian. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, clearly, clearly, clearly. And I just wanted to parlay with the C. So I was like, clearly culture. And I was like, I'm literally talking to OT. I'm like, hey, what about clearly culture? He's like, no, it's pretty dope. I was like, clearly cultured. And he's like, clearly cultured, clearly cultured. He's like, I like that. And this was five minutes before we we're about to go live. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, the podcast is no longer called Straight Out the Closet. It's called Clearly Cultured. He's like, I love it. So like even in the in the in our first interview, you can hear like Jazz brings it up like we just changed our name right before the interview. It was oh, just, it shit. happened on the fly, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and they, they were cool with it too with the yeah, name. Absolutely, because yeah. like and but uh, and shout out to J Mac and Jazz for even being cool with with because I'm the one obviously who came up with Straight Out the Closet. Yeah. I obviously wanted to accentuate my shop, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like we're already shooting inside the shop, so I don't have to like force keep force feeding that. We can do something yeah. different shoot it at the shop but i want to do something that embraced the culture you know yeah. so yeah. i felt like it was a better name <laughs> so so talk about your co-hosts jazz and J Mac. <clears throat> how did how did you like tell them to come do a podcast or how Man, did that, come that it was a crazy story bro so actually what, what was supposed to happen and this is the first time i ever said this on camera the podcast was actually not even supposed to be with them it was supposed to be me and johnny and we were going to okay. do a podcast together right so J Mac and Jazz actually always showed me love, and they would come by the shop. Like Jazz loves fashion, you know. She's got like this this really bubbly, awesome personality. So she yeah. loves shoes. She loves drip. She, you know, I, I'd give her the show when she comes by. You know, with my my high energy. You mm-hmm. know, what up, Jazz? Got I got the voices of the city in the building. You know, yeah. do the videos <laughs> and like 
we built this real strong <clears throat> connection. So then once I started talking to Johnny about doing the podcast, and then I kind of saw that, obviously, you know, Johnny's a goat, man. You know, yeah. it's hard for him to commit to doing... I mean, I just wanted an episode a month, but seeing how much he travels, like even today, right? I was supposed to see him because he's redoing the entire the, the entire building. He's got new, he did like a hundred thousand dollar renovate renovation. It's going on right now. They're doing yeah. it even even tonight. Come tomorrow, the shop's gonna look bi- different. By the way, y'all are gonna see it. But Johnny literally left to Dallas today to go present Drake a brand new grill. A one of a kind grill, bro. I'll Holy talk shit. about. It. I'll just, oh shit! Well, Drake is gonna. Uh, he's performing Monday, right here. It's Sunday and Monday. Sunday. So I'll be at. I'll oh, be at. The, I'll be at the Monday show. <clears throat> I, may, I may go Sunday. I don't know. It's you know. It, but the concert stuff nowadays, bro. Like I love it just because I love Drake. You know, I I love his music. I love the personality and what he brings to the culture. But like I don't really get like as flashy as it used to be. Like I, I can just go one day and be cool with it, you know. Yeah. But, go, yeah. but, but going back to but going back to what we and, and sorry I went kind of no no you're off fine, subject. Fine. But uh, so when I seen that it would be hard for Johnny to commit do, to doing an episode, I was like, I pulled J Mac. It was really J Mac I asked first. I'm like, yo, I'm like, man, we want to do a podcast, bro. Would you be down to do a podcast? He's like, absolutely. He goes like me and Jazz were kind of doing one during COVID, you know, but we want a third person. And I was like, bro, we could do it here. I, I, you know, I have production now, and and my guy that we have hired shooting all this professional stuff for the closet, we could backdoor and and do it. And he, because he used to shoot TV, so okay. he knew how he knew how to set everything up. So J Max, I bet. Let me tell you, this was in 2022. All right, it took us a year to even come up, even to even make this idea happen. And actually formulate it. And so this whole time, you know, every couple months, you know, he'd come by the shop and be like, Mike, you bullshitting. He's like, like, you know, J-Mac is like, <laughs> yeah. he does not mince his words. Like, yeah, yeah. and when he when, when he locks into something, and, and like I said, one day I'm gonna, we're going to bring him on for an episode here. When he locks into something, that's why I love this guy. He's a true OG. When he locks into something, he's all about that. He is a man, what we say, he's a man of his word. Yeah. So yeah. when I gave him my word that we were going to do this podcast... And I kept kind of like, slacking. yeah, I'll be honest. I was kind of the one slacking because like, yeah. again, you know, my, my, my baby is, is the closet and my branding and the marketing and being the face of this business. So like this kind of came second nature to me. Right. But then once I started seeing like, you know, hey, the podcasting would be very beneficial, not only for the shop, but in its own lane. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like we're getting all these cool people coming through. But what are we doing besides just shooting just like normal videos of them cashing out? Yeah. Like, like yeah. what can we do to build these relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So the podcast in 2023 made way more sense to me than it did in 2022. People still had PPP money. Like, they were still cashing, cashing out crazy. So yeah, for yeah. me, it was like, shit, whether I'm doing a podcast or not, man, we ringing the bell, right? But then, like, not saying that business slowed down, but you, you start to adapt, right? Because, like, what's changed now, people still got money. Like, we got money, but what's changed is consumer spending, right? Mm-hmm. How they spend their money is different. Mm-hmm. So, like, so when spending starts to change a little bit, and then you have to adapt, and then I'm starting to having a little bit of more free time where I could actually focus and look into this, I'm like, yo, the, the podcast makes perfect sense, right? You know, at the end of the day, you're giving the people that kind of that behind the scenes feeling and already have relationship with, with a lot of these artists. And so does J-Mac and Jazz, obviously. So for us, it, it made a lot of sense. And again, like just doing something separate from the closet, even though we're at the closet, doing something that's separate, but kind of ties the two together, but then brings the culture and the city involved, you know, it made more sense. So then I finally hit J-Mac up and I'm like, yo, 
we're going to do this damn podcast. And guess who we're going to do for interview number one? He's like, who? I was like, what do you think about that Mexican OT? He's like, that Mexican. Oh, I was like, he's like, man, he's been going crazy. He's like, you want to do him number number one? Are we ready to do this? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, we, 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 I just bought all the mics. We got everything. Like, let's do this. You know, so like once that once that moment happened, like, I'll be honest, the rest is history. Now we're on, we just dropped interview seven today, and that was with Kevin Holland from the UFC. So my okay, question okay. is, like, y'all, y'all have a set schedule? So we don't, because like, honestly, when you, when you want to work with artists, especially higher caliber artists, not just necessarily even Houston rappers, right? Like yeah. I was telling y'all, one that we're working on right now is I'm, I want to get one with Key Glock in. I want to get one with my brother Maxo Cream in. There's some D-Baby. And, you know, we got Bun B. We're going to have him soon. So like oh. these, these guys like are super busy and have their own schedules. So for us, like is no matter how excited we are, we want to run these interviews. And that's why I love having J-Mac involved in this. Again, that OG side, like, yo, Mike, chill. Like, Mike, my thing is, like, I know you want to blow this thing up quick, right? And that's why I was telling y'all, like, even when we did the Sauce Walk interview, right? J-Mac's asking these great questions about Sauce's family, you know, his mom, the dad, you know. And I'm just over here, like, ready to ask the million-dollar question that I know that's going to go viral, (laughs) right? Yeah. But, like, J-Mac says, you know, let's just do good interviews, no matter how long it takes. And let's lock into one year one year doesn't matter how much this podcast brings in revenue wise doesn't matter how much sponsorship you know ad money we bring in let's just do one year lock in one year and not even think about that yeah. so we're only on, we're only in 4 months you know 4 months you know and 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 so for me it's like you can't rush you can't rush the process right oh yeah for sure and, and no matter what you do whether it's a podcast a clothing store selling bikes selling cars selling electricity selling cell phones whatever you're doing right like you you have to you have to go through that process like i guess the one thing i always say you know to into people that are younger than me is like you want to fast forward the movie right cuz you want to see the ending you want to see what happens at the end but that, but you, you're missing the best part. You got to let it play out, you know. Yeah. So like, no matter how excited I get about like certain these certain names that I know that will get done, just gotta trust the process, you know. So like, even for this last one that we did with Kevin Holland, like this is the first non-artist that we've ever done, right? But for me, the way I look at it is like, hey, this guy is signed to the UFC, right? He's a major fighter, by the way. He's got a big fight on Saturday tomorrow. And so, like, for me, it was about bringing something different in, right? Like, yeah, let's not sure. just lean on rappers and artists. Like, even we even had, we did an interview with Mona Leo from Houston. She's a, she's a super famous female artist. So that, and she was the first female that we ever brought in to do, you know, because it's like, we can't just have nothing but guys, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like on this podcast, come on, you know, you yeah. know, like, you're the queen of this, right? So it's like, you know, you yeah, gotta, yeah. it's the yin and the yang, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, we don't want to just be in on one side of things where it's like, okay, well, if it's not a famous rap, like they're not they're not going to talk to him like no 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 like i want to talk to comedians i want to talk to sports players i want to talk to artists you know like you know certain uh, um, fashion creatives like i'm yeah. open really to anything but in the beginning obviously we wanted to do you know rappers just because yeah, yeah. like you know it's supposed it, to it trends yeah. it trends yeah. You know? yeah no yeah it's it's good that he did tell you that and you were able to look, look at the bigger picture right? right right because i feel like with us too we do bring like different type of like people like we have gym owners you know we have like some artists um yeah and then it's just a good mix right and then they're not all big you know we got starters we got like people that are already like ogs in their field or whatever i mean it's just like you know i think one of the yeah because i don't i I mean i think i'm trying to think like yeah they don't have like a lot of following like yeah but i mean that's what 
um that's what i like about our podcast is like it's very local and then y'all's podcast is very like high caliber how you said high caliber right 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 right. which is cool because a lot of the i tell people a lot that at first i was watching and listening to podcasts that were from like la and you know la is like the one that has like all the artists and big Mm -hmm. celebrities and stuff but it's like it's cool that we have your podcast to do that on this side right and then we have our podcasts that are like the local stuff you know so it's like I don't know, bro. I, I'm just like really happy with Houston and just the stuff that people are doing now. And then I feel like I'm um, happy that Houston is becoming more supporting of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just so y'all know, I, I drove over 30 minutes to come here. And it was super wet outside, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, like I got yeah, yeah. a million other things I need to be doing. Outside. But it's like, but at the end of the day, again, shout out to Jay Mac. Got to be a man of your word, and I yeah. told and I told y'all I was gonna come, and this to me was the highlight of my entire week, knowing that I was gonna come here because I don't do interviews, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the only other interview I've ever did is I did on uh, Kevin Holland has a podcast, and for interview number one, they did me at, at SneakerCon Dallas because we had him out there, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, hey, we want to do our first podcast, we want to interview, and I've never done an interview since. So like, whenever we reached out, and I had seen, you know, I, I obviously seen y'all's episodes and 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 seeing how y'all flow back and forth, I'm like. I'm really interested. Like I, yeah. I, I love their demeanor. I love the questions. Mm-hmm. I love you know the, how you know y'all respectful, but at the same time, like you know, you let people tell their stories, but then you kind of like chime in and you bring your own side to it too. So like for me, it was it was special to come out here. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Honestly, we thought you were gonna cancel, right? Cause yeah, it was well, raining because the yeah, weather. Because he, he called me earlier, and then I was like, well, it's, it was raining bad, bro. Yeah. Like, and she's like, you know, it floods around here, and I'm like, man, that's true, but. I'm like, it, it, it'll and then probably I, calm when, down. When you know? he was telling me, I'm like checking the weather. I'm like, well, it's supposed to stop at five. So he That's, good. See what I tell you. I told him <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, it's supposed it's by five, six o'clock. It should be good. And then yeah. once I seen like it really had stopped raining at Johnny's, I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm getting in my car. I'm leaving a little bit early and I'm I'm trekking over here. I usually don't come on this side. I think y'all. Semi- yeah, because it's way out of your way. The only time yeah. I really come out like um, like this way is like when I go to the airport to fly out, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. that 45 South, you know, but yeah, yeah. you know. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, well, this street has like all the good taco spots, bro. Okay. So oh yeah. Just, are they gonna, are they gonna sure. be open after this episode so I can go pick go pick one out? Hell yeah. yeah. The only one. I there's love only tacos. one that there's only one that doesn't take uh, that you can pay card and you don't have to get off. But okay, the rest okay. are nothing but cash. Look, I got cash in cars. So we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they have birria. That's like the new wave I've been on. I love oh, birria. Birria. Uh, birria. Oh. I know I'm God. pronouncing yeah, it like no, a straight no, no, up gringo, no. but you know. No, she she loves birria. I love birria. And honestly, bro, my mom she's been making it too, right? So. Oh hey. Bro. Made? Oh yeah, my bro. gosh. When she makes them all, I'll hit you up. Yeah, bro. Please. We'll let you know, bro. We'll let you oh, know. man. It'll have to be about an interview. We I'll can do just for, Please. Don't, hey, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm going to hold you up to that. Hey, I'm a woman of her word. So. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> But I love it. going into uh, like you know you have your store now you have your podcast so what do you think like okay so y'all don't have like a set schedule so how do y'all work that out because it's three of y'all so yeah. it's, it's crazy how this works so basically I have to work out with J Mac and Jazz who on the radio right so yeah. that's a whole animal then I have my guy at my production who's not there every day of the week because he has his own stuff he has going on so I only really get him two to three days out of the week so I have to basically juggle between artists J Mac and Jazz, and then production. So typically, I like to shoot on Thursday or Friday. So okay. you know, but I mean, granted, Keylock were to be like, "Yo, I can come Tuesday." Well, yeah, we're recording on Tuesday. You know, yeah. we're we yeah, gonna make yeah. we gonna make it work. You know, but like now, Jazz, you know, she's doing stuff with uh, what's that Audio Mac? You know, which is kind of like a SoundCloud. She does like this playlist radio for them, and she's also the DJ for Cash Page. And then J Mac, you know, they're on early in the morning. J Mac has to go to all these different events. So like for me, it's like it's it's like 
Like, I know I'm tough on time, but these guys are really tough because they have the radio station that require not necessarily requires them, but they want to do these things because they're the they're the face and voice of the radio station. You know, ninety seven nine. You know, arguably, you know, to me, it's the biggest radio station in Houston and Texas. You know, so yeah. like they got to go to these events. You know, me, I'm I'm at my I'm at my my one stop shop. You know, I can kind of just. You know, I, I get there kind of late. Your flexibility you know? is more. I yeah. have a lot more flexibility than yeah. they do. You know, even though that must, that must be tough. It's really, it's really tough. You know, um, I think we've gotten good about it now. But even like, you know, recently it was Jazz's birthday. She went overseas. You know, having fun. You know, at the beach. So she went in for the Kevin. Oh, Holland. she wasn't there, right? I think she Correct. went to Colombia, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yeah, she yeah. wasn't there That's for the crazy. Kevin Holland interview, and she wasn't there for the Sauce Walk interview, which she. She missed that one. Yeah, I saw that. Like she, she was, you know, we were shouting her out. She loves sauce too. She, you know, and obviously we, we know any episode that I can have her for, I want her there. We want the whole team. Yeah. But like yeah. I told J Mac, in some occasions, you know, her schedule is probably the hardest one. You know, just because mm. she has a lot of other engagements she's got to do. Um, J Mac works with me a little bit more hands on because he knows, like, yo, at the end of the day, like, I'll be honest, I can run a whole episode by myself. But like, the, when you watch an episode, right? hearing his voice and like we were two way different people yeah that's what brings that edge right so like when you if, if one of us were just to do the episode the edge it's ain't not gonna, the same it ain't yeah. the same yeah, you know like same. i even love having jazz too because it's like you know you, you she's she's a female right we got yeah. the two guys like you know that already is is bringing a different side and then she's like the new the new era j max like the og and i'm just kind of like I'm just here, you know, so like, yeah. you know, like, you know, so like it, it flows very well. Yeah. And like whenever we were positioning this and coming up with a concept, the way I looked at it was just like that it was like, yo, like, you know, this is the the new era, the OG. And then like someone that's just kind of like coming into this, but not from the music side, but from the fashion side, even though I had a music studio, yeah. like how I became well known was through the fashion angle. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, fashion and music are on the same wavelength. Right. Even though on opposite sides of the spectrum is still on the same spectrum, you know, so yeah. like. I, I knew that this would work out well, but like I said, and to anyone that's watching this too, like when you first started, when you first start posting videos, don't expect home runs, right? Yeah. Like even on the OT interview, man, I got blessed that this guy is super talented and goes crazy viral, and you know it 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 it, it brought a lot of traction immediately. Yeah. But like, not every episode will hit like that. You no, know, yeah. he's yeah. just a special guy in a special moment that. It's just like it just happened. To, it just yeah. he just has that like. I'll you be know? I'll be honest. In the history of me dealing with artists, it doesn't matter. They don't even have to be from Houston. I would say what I'm witnessing, even firsthand with this guy, is beyond special. It's something I haven't seen ever. And I'm talking about even when I had a music studio, even when I first started doing, you know, a Houston closet at my condo, dealing with big artists. I have never seen someone blow up and have the traction like Ot has ever, ever. It is yeah. a he is a he's a what we call a unicorn. Yeah, and how yeah, because honestly, like I see a lot. I've watched honestly probably like almost all the interviews he's done. You know, which was they were all crazy, right? And uh, but to see where he's at now and just I started watching him. Uh, it's not. It's probably like maybe months months before like he really blew up you know but what i get from the interviews and stuff and y'all's interview with him is just like he's super genuine bro i don't know like something about him is super humble you know and at first watching his music videos before he did interviews i was like man this dude he's kind of crazy 
You know, I mean, like you see like, him with that, like without the shirt on. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, nah, he's wild yeah. or something, you know. But nah, I, I literally feel like he's like a humble dude, and I, I, I want to sit down and talk to him too, you know. But I mean, just so it's cool. It's cool to see where he's at and have a good head on his shoulders. Man, he's shit, got a know? great head on his shoulders, and even <laughs> what he what he came from is crazy. You know, he lost his mother. Yeah, you know, his fa- father was you know had been in prison before, and really how OT got started was is his father used to have a lot of women come over to his house. And he'd have some of his homeboys, you know, kind of, you know, this, you know, you, you, you got wifey, so you don't know, but, <laughs> but the guys who party know, you know, he's got, he's got the, the ladies, he's got his homies, they're all chilling. Well, these guys, like, o, he would have OT freestyle battle the guys. Yeah. And so, like, that was his beginning phases in becoming what he is now. He was a kid. He was like, just a kid. Yeah. Like, and his father was like, I heard, I heard, like, magic coming from his mouth, right? And then, and then, boom, you know, he was into sports and stuff. He wasn't even into, like, what he's into now, right? Yeah, yeah. And even, even then, like, you talk to OT, he hasn't even really been taking music seriously, but for about the last two years. So if you think, like, imagine doing something and within two years, you have the Grammys, because po- the Grammys just posted him up on the Instagram, right? Oh, he's shit, he's on billboards in New York. He's on a sold-out tour right now that he's headlining that is featuring Peso Peso, who has been rapping technically at a higher level longer than OT, yeah. but still, and I love Peso's, my brother, humbles himself to go underneath OT for his headline tour. Just so you know, like OT signed to Interscope Records. Like he's he's not small potatoes. Like this guy is and I tell my guys, I mean he's like he's like the best thing since sliced bread, you know? Like, you know, everything we throw up at this guy, he goes crazy. And I and again, I'm just grateful that I have like this really close relationship. It's funny, like when when we first linked up, I was like, bro, we gotta go hang out. Uh, yeah, because I was gonna ask you, how did that even happen? So uh, so it's funny, like in I'm wearing Hyde Park, Houston based brand, love Hyde Park, and Hyde Park had a four twenty event and they're like, Bro, you should come pull up and I'm like, I was I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come. So it's a funny ass story, bro. So I get there and I see O T wearing wearing a hat and uh and someone was like, I didn't want even gonna say anything. Like, bro, you should go holler at him. He's 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 starting to trend. And I'm and he's like, his his name's that Mexican OT. And I'm like, man, I've heard about this guy. So I walk up to him and I'm like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, my name is Mike. And he gives me dap, but he's real stiff, like in the way he did it and the way he's looking at me. And I'm like, yo, I own this spot called the closet. He goes, yeah, I know who you are. He goes, and I was like, man, you should come. And I'm like, damn, he's kind of real stiff. I'm like, you should come by one day and I'll show you love. And he goes, man, I already been by. He's like, y'all, y'all ain't fucking with me. He said those exact words. What? I don't know if I can say yeah. that, but he's like, no, yeah, yeah. he's like, y'all ain't fucking with me. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, man, I came by there. Ain't no, and I, granted, you know, I wasn't as big, but like nobody said nothing to me. I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, my guys don't move like that. They're really nice and they're always hands on. Like, we're grateful for anyone who comes through our door. Yeah. I don't care if you're spending, if you're getting just an exotic pop or you're spending 10000 on a bunch of shoes. And so like, it, but I, again, because he's telling me this, I'm like, man, you know, I'm giving him that. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to tell well. Hear from the horse's mouth, the owner of the shop. You come and see me, I'm going to show you hella love and give you an experience. Unlike, you know, then he starts softening up, right? So, like, boom, we take the picture. I, I, I threw up, like, the mob ties. I think he did it, too. But long story short, he ends up coming to the shop. And um, it's funny. So, when he comes in and we do our video, like, right beforehand, in the video, I think I said something like, you know, got the, got my brother at Mexico tea at the shop. You know, he didn't have a good visit on his first time. But, you know, we, he's like, yo, stop the video. And I was like, oh, what? He goes, man, I forgot to tell you, Mike. He goes, it wasn't your shop. I had the bad experience of it. I'm like, 
Bro, you were so stiff. You were so stiff when I first met you. I thought you wanted to beat my ass. You know what I'm saying? He's not even like that. You know what I'm saying? But like he, I thought he wanted to whoop my ass. But in reality, it, it was, was the wrong shot. It was the wrong shot, dude. Oh Damn. my god. <laughs> I kind of figured that that was that was gonna be like the, 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 thing, the, right? the thing, yeah. Yeah, and like and literally we just we we built from there and we just started ha- actually hanging out and so like the first time we hung out, um, he calls me and he goes, "Yo, what are you doing this weekend?" And I'm like, "You tell." I was like, "Shit, you tell me, OT." You know, you you. So I call him OT. Then now now I don't even call him OT. Now I just call him Virgil. Like now we're like he. Uh-huh. I even asked him like, you, "You want me to call you Virgil or OT?" He's like, "Bro, your your family." He's like, "Just call me Virgil." So like, but at the time I was like, "Yo, OT, what do you want to do?" He goes, "You free Sunday?" I'm like, "Yeah." I go, "Man, what have you been wanting to do, bro? I'll I'll pay for it, whatever you want to do." He's like, "Man, no, no, I got, I got." I'm like, I'm like, no, I want to pay for our first time hanging." He goes, "Bro, let's go to the Museum of Natural Science." So we go to the Museum of Natural Science, but on the way to there, luckily he hit me up before, and I'm, he's so good with time. Just so you know, even for our interview, he was 15 minutes early. He parked in the very back, so customers, he didn't get in the way of customer parking. I couldn't believe how, like, structured this guy is. That's why he's so successful, by the yeah. way. He's yeah. not, he's, he's, he's very cognizant of time. So he, 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 he's at the museum waiting for me, and I hadn't, and he, if, he, if he watches this, sorry, OT, but I wasn't even in the car yet. And, and <laughs> luckily, he hits me up and says, yo, I fucked up my shirt. Can you bring me an extra large shirt? And I'm like, yeah, I got you. So I got him a Hyde Park shirt. I pull up, dude. And I, I, we walk and meet up. He's got no shirt on, cowboy hat on. We're at the museum. And like, I'll never forget, this guy's looking over at him and was like, OT? What you doing at the museum? He's like, I'm just over here with my doggy. And that's what he calls me, his doggy. Like, yeah. that's like, yeah, every time he, like, he even hit me up yesterday to show me these new rings he had just got. He just, and I'm, the first time anyone's even hearing about it, he got these new rings that says, like, Mexican across his hand. It's big old diamond rings and a Texas uh, emblem on it. Like, they're, like, super hard. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, we have this, like, this really good interaction. Like, we're real family-oriented. He's real family-oriented. I love his team, you know, B-Don yeah. and, and Greg Gates and all these, and, and Drody and all these, you know, we're, we're all just like a family. So like even, you know, um, did the thing beep, do we have to, do we have yeah, to, do I gotta clap or what? Wait, no, I went off already? Yeah, head went off. But. Oh, dang. See, I'm cognizant of that. I, I'm cognizant <laughs> for y'all, man. We'll be well, back, guys. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. <laughs> There was a time where bad guys that we thought about getting a studio, right? But financially, we weren't ready to take that leap, but we just wanted to get out of here. Yeah, and right? I was like, fuck it, we can we'll Dude, do something. Dude, we were looking at places, calling them, and but in my head, I'm just like, well, I'm not even fucking working. He's working with his dad, so like, whatever he's bringing in is paying for what we have, right? You know, right, right. There is no room for extra money to pay for something that's not bringing anything in yet, yeah. you right. know? Well, I mean, you're maximizing what you have and it's yeah. no different than what I did initially with Houston Closet. It was like, I would have loved out the gate to go be at Johnny Dang's, go have a 3,500 square foot spot and go be, you know, on a whole nother level but at the end of the day like that wasn't for me at the time yeah. you weren't you weren't ready right. the time wasn't right exactly yeah. but i maximize what i have just like y'all do you know and i, and I feel like it, it's a special moment because then you can appreciate it because then when you do go get that studio and you get the new cameras and you get the new lighting and you get everything that you want to get and you look back in hindsight and you're like babe 
you know we did this out of our house yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy yeah, yeah. you know like, i'll be honest yeah. whenever whenever houston press did they came by my house right and I, it was crazy that this had happened shout out to the houston press they're the first major news article that news people that ever wrote any type any article about me and they came by and it was this, the name of the article was how one man took over how one man took over the resale market out of his 950 square foot condo and like it was just a whole thing because they were impressed. They're like, "Bro, you've done all this out of here." And like, yeah. I'm literally competing with big ass stores, and I'm just a dude in his condo with some cool shit. And like the same thing with this is like you not necessarily that you're competing, but you have other podcasts out there that do have these big studios that have maybe a little bit of budget or have you know ad ad revenue behind them, you know. But for y'all, it's like this is a special moment. Y'all are doing yeah. it as I say, out of the trenches, you know? Yeah. And that makes it more organic, more genuine, and that's why people gravitate towards this, why they like listening to y'all, you know? Mm. It's because it's like they know, you know, they may not know exactly where you're at. Some people do, yeah. right? You know? But they can appreciate that, you know, y'all started this from an idea. Yeah. And granted that you just told yeah. me that you're coming up on, what, two years? Yeah. That means you probably came up with this idea probably during the COVID era. Was yeah, it? was it? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, was, and you know yeah. what's so funny? Um, people that watch, they know that this idea, we were at Hooters. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we were drinking beers and we're like just talking. And he's like, man, what if we do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So then the idea, literally at Hooters, we just made our list and just fucking went from there. Like, and it's kind of unheard of, too, to have a husband and wife. Yeah, we get that a lot. Honestly. Do it together or any business arrangement yeah. to have a husband and wife be so cohesive and make it work. I mean, to me, it's, it's it's a special thing. You know, that's why I told y'all. Like, don't worry about the initial views, the initial money, right? Just worry about doing good episodes and good content because that's what people want to see. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. where you're at. You do inside of a house, out of a condo, doesn't matter where it is. If you're producing good content, you got a good heart, and you're and you're and you're promoting positivity, and you're letting people tell their stories. It's such a powerful thing. You know, like for me, like I said, like for me to come 30 minutes when I'm already been working all day. Well, not all day, but most of the day, you know, like I want to go home. I want to go work out. You know, I, I, I walk and run six to seven miles a day. So like when I get home, my first thing I do, I put my hoodie on. I go on my walk. But I knew at Friday at 730. <laughs> I'm coming here. So yeah. I'm, I'm we great. I appreciate I'm, you coming here because yeah. I know I would have been like, fuck. I have to drive 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, know? of course, I'm on I-45. I mean, I'm on 45. Oh, like, damn, shit, yeah. You know? It's like the but, worst. But, but, it, but it's okay because at the, end of, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, I believe in what y'all are doing too, thank you, you know? Thank so you. Yeah. The, the feeling is absolutely mutual on both sides. So it was it was very important to me to come here. Yeah. Today, so. no, we, we really appreciate those words, bro, honestly. And then you use the word powerful and we're just talking about that. Like, we were talking about how this podcast is powerful in that way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's like, so it's it's... I don't know. It's just pretty yeah, because you we're know we're grateful. we're big on like you know uh, we say it on here a lot. Like we don't gatekeep. We sh give you the knowledge. Just you know what is it? It's like when you're giving it the for free. Like it's a you're in a free game. Free game. Yeah. And you know, like people have asked us like, oh, what do you use to start your to start the podcast? So I created on Amazon like a starter kit. Oh, nice. And it's just like here. It's this is what we use. Literally, right. it's like what we we're still using what we started with right and then you can just go buy it you know 
the, the, the thing the thing is is like at the end of the day you can give somebody free game right but you have your own sauce so no matter even if you hook somebody up and tell them hey this is what you should do it's a it's a positive thing but at the end of the day you're still going to do what you do regardless just yeah. just, yeah. just because just because you tell them hey you should go buy this podcast equipment they go and buy it doesn't mean that they're going to in turn you know be above you or get to no, a level yeah. you know and if either. they do then so be it then, hey yeah. it's a great thing right yeah, yeah. hey at the, at the end of the day you know hey i helped there's, this person yeah. get to that next level you and know there's yeah. room for everybody so yeah, at the end of the day it's yeah. whatever um before we went off on break we we're talking about uh what are we talking about ot ot, OT yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah that? yeah so we'll go back to him so so yeah so our first time ever hanging out man we went we went to the museum of natural science you know like i said it was crazy seeing this dude and, and just his you know that that magnetic personality that he's got and then afterwards we, he wanted to go have barbecue we would go and have barbecue and so as as the reason why for me why i've been really really hands-on not only like with him and in, in, in the relationship and making sure like things stay good is like I was in a similar situation with Don Tolliver before he blew up, right? And I love Don Tolliver. Major shout out to my brother, man. But with Don, I was going through some things with my business, and I wasn't able to be as hands-on. So then once he got the Travis co-sign, it was kind of like, well, who's Mike Mills, right? Respectfully. And that's cool. Like, I mean, he's he's a superstar, right? And I already knew. I, I, but, like, I used to go. Like, I'll never forget, dude. I was with his mom, and we were at the Ciroc Showcase. He wasn't even the headliner. My brother Dice Soho was. And, um... I don't know. I was like cheering from in the audience. You know, it was like kind of like the same vibe I had with OT. So like in the situation with OT, knowing his trajectory, like it's super important for me, like not only to build this relationship, but to, to keep it fluid from both sides. Not not just me feeling like, you know, because like I post a lot of content that, you know, because it does really good. OT, obviously he's, he's trending right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I told OT, like when I post these videos of you, just so you know, I don't come around just to get this content with you. You know, even though I'm always shooting when I'm around him, right? I, like I told him, I'm, I'm a clothing and shoe guy, right? When I post you, it doesn't really do anything for my business. I don't make money off of it either, right? I'm posting this because I feel like these moments are so special because I've never been around something so special like this in my life. And I feel like people want to see this. They want to see a different side than what you give them, you know? Yeah. And and he and he like he always says, you know, I appreciate it, you know? And so like it's funny, like I was at his video shoot last week for the song OMG, it's about to come out. And uh and <laughs> he's uh he's outside, he's smoking, he's got his drink in his hand, and I and he just starts singing. So I turn my camera on, the flash banging in his, you know, banging, and he's just looking at me, just and he's singing the song "Cowboy Killer," but oh just God, like, that's... like, 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 like straight acapella. Like I haven't even dropped the, I haven't even dropped that footage yet. I got like so many unreleased moments with him. Yeah. He, then like this other one, he's he's uh he's freestyling a, a, a song that he that he had wrote that's not out yet. He's got the beat on. He's freestyling, looking at the camera. Is that the one from that one uh, interview? Um, he no, did it. It's the one. It's the one you have now on. Yeah, it's the one okay. I have on Instagram. Oh, okay. I had okay, so okay, the okay. one on the interview. He actually um, he, the song Johnny Dang before Paul Wall had hopped on it. That song had already been done for over a year, along with an accompanied music video that had already been done. Mm. So he was just showing that, like, hey, like even though this song's huge, like this wasn't something that just went like this. This is a song that I've held for over a year. Yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 I feel like that that just speaks to like what we've talked about too. That like you can't rush greatness. No, yeah. For sure. Even that Mexican OT with the song like Johnny Dang that's over twenty million on YouTube right now that is being heard all across the world. We're not just talking United States. I mean, there's people all across the world that know this song, right? This is a song that he's already had done for a year. 
a video that was already done. They had to reshoot the video. I was sad I wasn't in the freaking video because I was at Hyde Park. Yeah. I was at Hyde Park picking up the clothing, which OT was mad that that moment happened because I, I was supposed to be in it because part of the video is shot inside my shop. Oh, my oh. God. So, yeah, yeah like when yeah. Jody and OT were there, it was like, it, but it's cool. You know, it's in hindsight, it is what it is. I've, I've got to be, you know, a part of a lot of other cool things. Like for the, the music video, OMG, it was super funny. So the, the song OMG, it's basically like OT rapping about like messing with this girl and her sister right yeah. Oh so my God. yeah yeah it, it, which which is like you know but you yeah. know knowing ot it's really it's really it's a, it's, it's a really good song and it's really funny too yeah. right yeah. so we had a we already had a girl there and we couldn't and, and we couldn't find like dai soho and trill sammy were both there they're going to be in the music video as well but they couldn't find another girl so like they look at me like yo can you get another girl to come and like sure enough like if i hadn't found the girl Right, the video wouldn't have been shot. He was going on tour, meaning this video either a wouldn't have gotten done or wouldn't have got done for two more months. So like once I ever got the girl to come, you know, D Green Films, you know, the one that films all his videos, like yo, Mike, thank you so much. You know, OT super happy, kind of like saved the day. But it's like little stuff like that. And then like even with him, you know, um, and I'll and I'll give y'all a little tidbit because I told I told him about it. So not not um not next week but the week after when canelo canelo alvarez is a big fight yeah, yeah. he's fighting fighting charlo you know when the charlo brothers yeah. and uh it's gonna be like one of the biggest fights in a long time so i got i got reached out to by the president of the wba the world boxing association so that's basically he's part of the three major um boxing organizations that run boxing period without their stamps big fights don't go down right so they're fighting for a couple of the WBA so WBA belts. So he always at me he goes, "Yo, Mike, can you get a custom shoe done for Canelo Alvarez?" I'm like, "Bro, of course." So I call Young Pony Boy, a designer from Houston. So again, I, 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 when you're family with me, I keep it within the family, right? So I yeah, hit yeah. Pony Boy up. I'm like, "Yo, like, bro, you're a Mexican designer. How would you like to be a Mexican designer doing a shoe for the biggest Mexican sports?" Maybe I, because I mean, you have some other big ones, but I would say he's like the Michael Jordan of, yeah, yeah, of he's, boxing. Yeah. He's the face of boxing, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Doesn't matter how we feel, on paper, he's number one, right? Yeah. So when I told Pony Boy, he's like, bro, I got you. Then by the next day, he had the design done. I sent it to Gilberto, the president of WBA. He freaking loves it, bro. So boom, as soon as he gives me the green light, now it's in production within four to five days, right? So now the shoes are supposed to land next week. So. I'm having to fly to Vegas, right? And this is for Canelo, right? I'm yeah, flying yeah. to Vegas to go to the fight, to sit with the president of the WBA, to present Canelo his own custom shoe on video. We're going to film it and everything, right? And then I'm there for two days. I'm flying from Vegas to LA to go to OT's LA show because he wanted me to go. And that's like part of like all I'm saying about keeping that like relationship, and especially in moments that I know mm -hmm. that are special. Like this is his first big tour. Like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I was supposed to go to the New York show, which is coming up this weekend, but it falls on the Drake concert. And I'm yeah, going yeah. to Drake Monday, even though he really wanted me in New York. And he, OT loves Drake, too. That was like, yeah. even, even the podcast, <laughs> I said that's one of the, one of the, he wants to work with The Weeknd and Drake. That's like two, like, the big artists he wants to work with, yeah. right? Which, I mean, at the end of the day, who wouldn't? You know, it's, it's, a yeah. big, it's a big stamp, but I'm flying out to, to LA just 
on, on my own dime. You know, I was just, about to ask yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, like Dude. the label and like because at the end of the day, like like when it comes to OT in this situation, it's like, well, who's Mike Mills? Like I like the thing is he's still with the label. So like there's not really a whole lot I can bring that isn't already being done monetarily, right. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And even then they have professional videographers, but I have such a good relationship with management and with OT directly, with Virgil directly, that like it, it just makes sense. And like me personally, I want to go, and I love LA. And at least when I'm out there, I can go to Chrome Hearts and Supreme. I can I can make my money back. I mean, it's not even an expensive flight. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah. now flight prices have kind of came down. So when I was looking it up, I'm like, damn, from Vegas to LA is 120 bucks. Like shit, I'm I'm there. You know, yeah. like I'm I'm coming. You know, so his uh, shows on October the third. I'm super excited. You know, so I'll get to go see him. Are you gonna be back by the 14th? Oh yeah. For okay. sure. I'm all, so I'm only being. I'm only going to. I, and, and LA is just like Vegas. I usually can't stay more than like two or three days. In LA, I'm only gonna do two days, just like just like Vegas. So two okay. days in okay. Vegas, two days in LA, and then I'm back home. I'm. In, I love. I love the city. I love being here. I love being at my house. You yeah. know. I just. Yeah. I'm at a point where like I just like to relax. Like I told you, I don't drink mm-hmm. at all. I don't drink no alcohol. I don't go I, to no it clubs. It kind of caught me off guard. So, yeah. yeah. So I, what do you yeah. do like on your off time? So like, like literally my off time, I I love. I love I love researching business and news. I love always being in, in, in like in the in the know with what's going on in the world. Um, I do like working out. Like I'm not like you know, yeah. but I, I like I, I like you know. It's like good for the heart. Like yeah, for yeah. me, I like doing cardio. I like doing a little bit of weight training. Just just you know, again, my age. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to keep looking young so I can look like y'all. You know, so you know, it's honestly <laughs> tell them your age. I'll be 39 this year. November yeah. 9th, November that is so I'm just yeah. like you because yeah, you don't look 39. Yeah, bro, I, I, bro, really it, blow, it blow even blows my mind when I say that I was born in 1984. It blows my mind. Like, what were y'all doing in 1984? What were your we parents doing? Even, <laughs> what were y'all parents doing in 1984? You know, like y'all weren't yeah, even a thought yeah. yet. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, 1984. I think Ghostbusters had just came out. Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out a little bit after. Like I grew up in like a different era. Like we didn't have smartphones. We, you know, even internet. When I, I'll never forget being in high school. When you wanted to download an album, right? Like an album that just came out. You go on your 56k modem. Beep, do, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. Boom. Once it connected and you look like you had. Okay. Boom. You start. You're on LimeWire, which like you, yeah, you're bootlegging the songs, wire. right? And if you wanted to download 12, 13 songs, boom. It's in the K. It's downloading. I can listen to that album the next morning. It would, it, it, yeah, it would take all take, night yeah. to download. And then when I wake up the next morning, I get to, to look at everything. It was just like a different era. And I felt yeah. like... It's so funny because when I used LimeWire, it didn't take that long, but I still took a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like when I, like, really, the, when I first was really getting on the internet and stuff, even, like, during the early eBay phases, right? Like, we didn't even really have DSL modems. So it was really, like, 56K. Then once DSL came along... Things started moving a lot quicker, yeah, right? Yeah. But it still wasn't like how it is now, you know. Like yeah. now, it's like crazy what you what you can do just on these, on much the, le- much phone, less yeah, a, yeah. much less a computer. So you why know? do you have two phones? I got two, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now is you got to my, my life. You got to separate. So like, you know, I I want to have my my personal side. I want to have the business side. And then um, because we don't have a, tr- a, a, a an actual shop phone because like that would so I would have to hire someone full time just to answer the phones right oh yeah so like I, I but I still want people to be able to call if they if, you know if they have a question if they want to know about a shoe you know even like now like even though like we're at Johnny Dang some people still will call me like yo where y'all at again y'all at Johnny Dang's are y'all like upstairs because we don't have a sign on this building yet okay. which like we finally just got the green light on that like a week ago so mm-hmm. like that's an so thing. it's an actual like it its own building so the the whole story with this building is crazy so 2016 johnny moved in but prior to that it was a nightclub 
it burned down to the ground and this is word on the block you know what i'm saying just because you know we gotta, we gotta tell people on the podcast apparently the owner of the nightclub was like i guess tied to a chair and like yeah yeah and like yeah some weird stuff had happened and then so some of the people there at johnny's claimed that there's it's haunted in certain areas they'll, 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 they'll hear like doors closing and stuff i have personally haven't heard of any of that no you have too much of a hyper energy that i can see you not even hearing shit like, yeah, 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 yeah 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 maybe i did i just yeah. got too much going on i'm just like Your not paying attention like, yeah. up there, like yeah it's kind of like spaghetti like, warehouse yeah oh yeah spaghetti oh warehouse. they said yeah. that like, yeah. like down like there was like an area downstairs or something that there was, was like to... there was like a um an elevator shaft that somebody fell down through and they passed away or whatever and then they covered it somehow but uh, we went right and then they took us upstairs and they're like oh you know this is the area or whatever it was so it was close yeah. <clears throat> but then they, we went anyway yeah, remember? Yeah. and then and then a cup fell down and we're like what the fuck right yeah was that was, the ac or was that <clears throat> one of the ghosts was that casper i don't know, I don't know, I don't know but <laughs> so after that i was like all right it's haunted yeah cool. so you know? then for y'all it was like the Y'all think, well, people say it's haunted, right? I mean, some of the employees swear by it. The doors have shut and stuff. I mean, Johnny would be like, no, man. Don't, no no, no ghosts at Diamond Boys, you know? But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. me, I, I I don't know. But that that was what was told to me was that, you know, it was an old nightclub that burned down to the ground. And Johnny got the property and built it from the ground up. And now it's this beautiful brick gold building. And, like, I was telling y'all when I, whenever I got here... He finally just renovated the downstairs, like all the glass cases, the display cases, like because people leaned on it and stuff. They have mm. cracks in them, so he spent like a hundred grand and redid the whole downstairs. And even as I'm talking to y'all right now, they are in there installing as we speak. While Johnny's in Dallas with Drake, like like Lily's, a lot of the stuff that goes on is pretty crazy. Like how things happen the way they do yeah but like at the end of the day it gets done like this guy's yeah. got you know he has over 60 employees which is like i think i have Crazy. a lot with four employees just because of how much that costs every month right yeah, but this 60. guy's got 60 you know full production from the moment you come in and have an idea to when you want to you know like let's say you come in and say yo i want to get you know how i got my mob ties pinned right well they have to design it first and then it turns into a 3d mold then from the 3d mold then it turns into the cast then when it's cast right then they got to put the then they got to put the you know the gold and stuff around it and then they got to hand set each diamond this one has three rows of diamond this one took like a week or two weeks you know and then this is just on a pendant think about like small rings or earrings yeah. and stuff like that you know it's it's pretty meticulous and definitely during the COVID era, I saw a lot of crazy shit there, man. You know, there was times when Johnny would have like 10, 12 employees at one time to getting COVID, you know, because they're working in the back together, yeah, you know, like and Johnny was very stringent on, on having masks and stuff. But I mean, COVID was COVID, you know, it did what it did. Yeah. You know? yeah. Man, I'm trying to get an iced out. This so much more. Hey, just know, <laughs> just yeah, hey, that's right. Yeah. Hey, just know when it's when you are ready, you better come and see us. I promise you, I'm gonna take care Bro, of you. I never, I never thought in my life that I, I would go there to get like something because I'm just like, at what point am I gonna have like so much money or, or, you know, to be able to afford something bro, like I'll that? Bro, I'll be honest. When I went, <clears throat> when I handed him that fat stack of money for this chain, bro, I'm like, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> And it was, yeah. it's for me, it wasn't even like. How much a, was it? This one, 10. Oh. I mean, it's what I'm saying. It's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, you know, you, but, yeah. I mean, you got guys but that. Still, if yeah, I had 10 right now, yeah, like, yeah. To, hand, to hand over $10,000, knowing that like it, you're just putting it around your neck. And even then, like you could be somewhere, you could get it stolen, somebody could do some weird shit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I think all the worst. That's why I. Damn, I, with that, yeah. we could pay off like our shit, like our debt, <laughs> like that what we have floating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, it was, it was like, and then. 
I wanted all my guys have closet change from Johnny's, right? Which mm. I, I feel like that's pretty cool because it's like the sign of a true boss isn't how much one person gets. Look around, look around him and see how everyone around him is eating. That's true. And like, oh, and like, yeah. so like, so for me, like, for my guys, because they're in their they're in their early twenties too, to see what they've accomplished since being at the closet. Besides just everybody's got seventy five hundred dollar pendants on, but like, I have an employee that lost his mother, right? Oh, and they were very close. And instead of just sulking, he stepped up, went and bought his own house with his own credit, with his own money, has his dad, everybody, like he takes care of his family. And that like, and that was such a powerful thing to me, you know? And, uh, and I mean, all my, and like, even my, my business partner, you know, he just had his first kid, you know, got him a half million dollar house, you know, and it's just like a, a testament to hard work. Like, I don't care about the amount of things like, yeah. I, who care? Like we can't take <clears throat> this shit with us, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's the hard work that, that afforded this, that impresses me. Yeah. Like how did, like, I don't care about fly ass whips, you know, but like, Tell me the like what got you to that fly ass whip. Tell me about the hard work that got you there. You know yeah. that's what impresses me. You know, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I feel sure. like it's a it's a rewarding thing when you can do something like that. Like you probably weren't used to like fuck ten thousand dollars. You know, on like you know on your stuff, but then you're just like, damn, it's money that it's a reward for you. Right, like, right, all right. Your hard work, like you know everything that you did to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, it's kind of like like oh, it's your gold medal or whatever, just for that's that accomplishment. That's, that's you know exactly I mean? how I looked at it. It was like it was kind of like my gold medal because yeah. it's like I went through so many years of trials and tribulations, like just like we all do, right? Yeah. yeah. Went through some crap. I mean, obviously, y'all didn't have to do the prison shit, right? But Thank going, God. Going, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> but like going through a lot of these things, to me, it was just like you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of reward myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but let me tell y'all this: I got this chain back in 2021. We're in 2023. I ain't bought a chain since. So, you know, <laughs> I, I am due for a closet chain. I definitely want to get a, you know, a diamond grill. You know, all that shit's coming. But, you know, I'm not I'm not rushing it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was going to tell you, like, with the sales that you did, um, you know, you, you obviously as a business, you have expenses, you all that shit, right? So at the end of the day, like, do you feel like, um, obviously you're making, what's like your average, like, a year? If you want to share. <sighs> like, how much do I personally make? Yeah. Like I personally don't want to say on here, okay, you but don't have to, you don't have to. only because like you never know who's watching yeah, right. and tax stuff and you know like we pay our taxes, we pay <laughs> our taxes, say, Dang, tax we stuff? we pay we pay our taxes respectfully, but it's just you got a lot of people. That, oh no, you know, yeah, it's just, that, I don't want them to take it as gloating, man. Let's put it this way, you know, when when I when I first started, I did I wasn't making a whole lot, you know. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, being at Johnny Dang's, it. Have, just... it it exploded, but even then, like, I'll be. Let me tell you from a humble side, all right? Because I'm glad that you actually asked that question. So let me tell you this: I still drive the same 2015 Mustang that's paid off. I stay in the same place that's paid off. I could have easily went and got my little four or five hundred thousand dollar house. My little, I've been wanting a Tesla X, you know, and I could have easily went and gotten that, right? But me being humble and at the end of the day appreciative for what I have. And especially nowadays with the economy too, right? You just never know. You never know. So it's like, yeah. man, I got, I got, I got a paid off car. But I mean, I don't, I don't need to, to put any more, right? Yeah. So like, eventually, like the time will come where I'll go get that Tesla X and I'll go get my half million dollar house and that, and I can do that tomorrow if I wanted to. But for right now, it's like, You're good. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm good with where I'm at, you know. And it, it keeps me humble too, you yeah. know. Which is crazy because 
to to think like that because like you know people post those memes with adam sandler that he dresses like he doesn't give a fuck right like with his sweats and shit like that but that's when you really see like money yeah money helps a lot it pays a lot you know it can bring happiness but it isn't the thing that i guess makes you happy right yeah, well, right, just, right 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 <laughs> right yeah, right i just saw akon he said that his secret to staying rich is like being stingy which it comes off kind of wrong you know but it's, it's like true. he's like i'm not trying to compete with the joneses or whatever and just like have these chains these cars these jets because to to maintenance on a jet is crazy you know he's like mil- millions you know what i mean so he's like you just gotta be stingy you know you just gotta like hold on to your money because or you just have to be smart with it you don't gotta yeah. because you have, <clears throat> you have more to be flashy, you gotta, you know? yeah you don't have to be flashy yeah, yeah. yeah see so now like where i'm at now is like all right you know do you do you want to go get the, the new grill or another new pendant or would you rather go spend it on like the new like i was telling you the new imac or go take a really badass trip yeah. or so you know? i think it's just crazy how you still balance yourself a lot it's you know and, and again i and i'm grateful I, and even though it's to me it's still a gift and a curse with my age i also feel like it's a benefit of the age because like again i don't feel like i have to keep up with the joneses man at the end yeah. of the day i own a clothing shop i put on fly ass clothing i got my i got my chain i got my little paid off car i'm at a good location so at the end of the day like you're happy i'm, I'm and i'm happy exactly. i'm happy yeah. you know that's the important thing yeah but other than that mike appreciate you bro you know i think we can keep talking honestly oh, yeah, like, we can sure. just oh, keep absolutely going, you know <laughs> but you know we really appreciate you coming to the podcast bro it means a lot to us and just to have you on here and just give us the free game and you know to everybody know know your story and everything just means a lot to us so. yeah hey and i'll say this for anybody who's <laughs> watching this if you ever have any questions whether it's starting a business a clothing business or any business a podcast whatever send me a dm i and like and i, I wouldn't spoil and that's another thing i like doing now is i go and speak at schools now right and a oh, lot we of, didn't even touch on that i wanted to touch on it's, that. it's okay it's okay yeah, yeah. so 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 long story short i i, I like speaking at schools because I, I love public speaking and i love i love the new generation because one day they'll be taking care of me they'll be taking care of y'all you know so it's like it's very important to me to promote not only positivity, but also kind of hit home like, yo, this is if you want to go to that next level, everything you're doing right now is so important. It's yeah. so important. If you're falling asleep in class, it's not a good thing. You know, like you got to pay attention. You know, if you want to whether you want to be a doctor, an architect or a lawyer, like everything you do right now is so important. So like that's why even when I go to schools and stuff and they're like, yo, like can I ever message you? Like, I don't know if you're going to read it. I'm like, no, send me a message. I'll read it. It may take me a minute to get through the DMs, Damn, but I'll, I'll get dope. I'll get to it. Yeah. I don't care if you're 13 years old, 16, 18, or 45 years old. If you have a question, feel free to holler at me, man. Like, I feel like where I'm at now, like, I, I want I want to help others, man. Because yeah. I feel like that's that right there is the ultimate goal. That right there is how you made it. If you can help others out, not how much you can eat. Yeah. Damn, that's wow. dope. Best way to that. end it. Literally, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it was just, the best way to end your episode actually you know i appreciate is that. there anything else that you would want to touch on hey let me just say this man we're working on location number two it's gonna be a freaking movie we just celebrate our three-year anniversary so grateful for everybody and so grateful for these two right here doing amazing amazing things for the city because without people like this without y'all bringing the culture and the community together we would be very, very divisive. So yeah, I, I love sure. what y'all are doing and I'm very thank grateful. You. And thank y'all. Hope y'all like this episode. DM me at Houston Closet and we appreciate the love, guys. Yes. 
With, oh, wait, you're going to send it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to clap. You got to clap. I was going to say, October 14th, you know, we're having our 100th episode event. And he said he's going to so, be there. So. I will be there. I'm a man yeah. of my word. J-Mac okay. told me. I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring <laughs> but, J-Mac with me, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out J-Mac and Jazz. We need yeah. y'all on the podcast as well. Yes, But sure. other than that, guys, hope you guys uh, much, uh, enjoyed it. Much love. That's it. Peace. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, yes, sir. Bye.